What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Did you just flip something when I was doing the intro? No, I didn't flip anything. I heard a click. I heard a click. No, I didn't flip anything. I think it was just uh, no some random noises in the house. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, you sound extremely excited to be doing this podcast. No, it's it's a <laughs> it's a Saturday Saturday morning. That is a weekend mode. So I'm I'm not uh, I'm relaxed. Yeah. I'm relaxed. That's all. Relaxed. Yeah. We've had a very no, because we've I was had just a very, thinking about that. You know the band. Yeah, we've had a very uh, eventful week. A lot of a lot of uh, things going Why, on. Why? Eh? Why eventful? Because we were recording our first ever audio series, our audio uh, drama, right? Yes, yeah. Mm. It was awesome. I think the um the and f- I mean we we. Yeah, well, the what? No, I said I was gonna say the. It wasn't no. just about the recording, but just even, just setting up our space for recording was was like an adrenaline rush, like You know, like yeah. setting up the recording booth and everything. Yeah, because for 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 those of you listening, uh, there are things like I mean, recording studios out there where you can get crystal clear sound without much ambient noise. And then we said, you know what? Fuck it, we're gonna set up something in our office mm. that will get. Equal quality, like high quality sound, um, but it's kind of like a DIY studio, like, and the end product is fucking dope, man. Yeah, um, it's basically a tent we set up in the office, yeah. which is padded with blankets and pillows and cushions and all that, and we have fairy lights as well. Mm. So this is the audio scripted audio that we mentioned on our previous podcast. I'm literally editing it um, this weekend. Yeah. It should be out in April, I believe. Yeah. I don't know whether we can say the name of the network, so we will. Keep that on the DL for now. Uh, but when it comes out, you'll also get to see pictures of our dope-ass DIY studio. Yeah. And we also have two... Which, which we... <laughs> no, I mean, just also plugging the... We have two uh, shows also coming out on different channels as well. So TV, TV shows. shows coming out soon. Yeah, so that's TV why shows. we're like super excited. Wow, aren't we full of ourselves, man? <laughs> I mean, okay, that's our plug. We're that's just our, humble breaking and flexing, man. That's our plug for the week, yeah. Okay, we used up we used up the pluck slot already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the pluck the pluck slot. The, the pluck yeah. slot. But right, I mean, it's just it's just one of those things that you you're asking about why I'm sounding so like that, right? It's usually you know that that adrenaline rush you get through that tides you through really really busy periods, and then, and then after that, like mm-hmm. once that's done, suddenly you have a crash, and then like your body just like f- mm. like falls apart overnight, and then you fall sick, really sick for like two three days. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting that feeling mm. right now. Was oh, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it <don't> it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I was just thinking about it before we started the podcast because mm. we are recording it on Saturday morning, and I feel fucking energetic. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm. But then I was thinking, wait, is this? No, but the podcast. But you're relaxed, like you're subdued. Yeah, the podcast. Like, subdued. Remember, we tell people podcast actually is a very cathartic thing for us to just like sit back and just yeah, really yeah, it is. just be in the moment and think about what. You know what the what people are talking about right now. Now, like you know, don't don't think about tomorrow. Don't think about yesterday. Yeah. Think about now. Yeah. I think the most stressful part is when we are deciding the topic. But yeah, once we hit record, right? God damn! Mm. Because think about it. How often do you sit down with a friend mm. for like an hour and just talk? Yeah, and and not not just dismiss each other or or just like start talking about what you're eating halfway and stuff like that, right? <laughs> Which is what, what yeah, we do. Exactly. That's what we do to some. <laughs> Some friends we know, like uh, our ex-producer Jordan, yeah. Oh, is it? <laughs> you talk to him about food? No, no. As he's talking halfway, then we just like 
Oh, okay, then we just walk oh, off. Yeah, go walk off to the toilet, toilet <laughs> or go and get a snack or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, now we can't because we owe we owe it to you guys. Yeah. And it's quite um, a very and the passionate f- topics that we have this week, uh, or at least the first one. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, which is which is what, uh, Terence? The first topic. It is the big announcement of the Singapore's first university of fine arts to be created jointly university. jointly by a uh, private university created jointly by LaSalle and uh, Nanyang Academy of Fine Arts, two fine arts schools in Singapore, um, and mm. then backed by the Ministry of Education. So this was proudly announced by Mr. Lawrence Wong, our education minister, also known as the COVID killer, uh, two, day, mm. two days ago. Uh, so mm. yeah, he, it's COVID killer. COVID. <laughs> I mean, he's the face of he's the face of Singapore's efforts against COVID, lah, right? Yeah, 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 correct, correct, correct. So everyone, I mean, his profile in the last year has shot through the roof. Um, you know, people even saying, oh, he could he could be prime minister, but but he's not like He's not lined up for that. Uh, but yeah, so yeah. I mean, for him to announce a arts university, you know, it's a I guess it's a big deal, right? Yeah. So so in from from my layman mind, right? Like, aren't there already uh tertiary educational uh institutions in Singapore dedicated to the arts, uh, like Nafa and like Lasalle? Yeah. So what's the difference? So here? from what I understand and what is being said is that this private university will have the ability to confer actual degrees themselves like, independently. Um, whereas mm. what NAFA and and uh, LaSalle have, have the, the, the restriction for them is they have to be in partnership with um, other established universities to offer a degree. So mm. they can't confer a degree themselves. And I think that is controlled by MOE, the Ministry of Education themselves, like who can confer degrees and stuff like that. So mm. um, this this private university, which hasn't been named or anything, where uh, has been granted the the power to confer degrees onto Singaporeans or, or people students are basically. Mm. So it's gonna so be. I, I guess what what that means is that it has to build up its own brand, like It has to have its own standing within the within the yeah. region, within the uh, around the world, such that when people say, "Oh, I got a fine arts degree from whatever the school's name is," uh. Yeah, like people sit up and listen. Mm. And and I guess I guess Nafa and LaSalle can offer diplomas, like right. But until now, like what you said, they offer degrees in partnership with uh institutions like Goldsmiths mm. and University of the Arts London. Correct, correct, yeah. Right? Correct. So so and and I mean they Nafa and LaSalle have both been around for a fucking long time. Yes. Uh. Nafa is nineteen thirty eight, no. Yeah. Nineteen was founded before World War Two, yeah. man. <laughs> Yeah, Holy long shit! Long history, yeah. Um, yeah, and NAFA stands for Nanyang Academy of Fine Arts. Mm. Uh, LaSalle stands for. Uh, I don't think it's an acronym. I don't, I don't think so. I think it's just LaSalle. Yeah. Yeah, but it was founded in 1984. Uh, is it by Mr. John LaSalle? Right. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think it's it's uh, Bertrand LaSalle. Okay. <laughs> but Bert- no. <laughs> don't don't crucify us. A lot of people got very angry the last time that we. We didn't know Ravi Zakaria, who Ravi Zakarias was, la, uh, the, the Christian oh, yeah. apologist. But I was like, uh, are so, we really supposed to know who he is? Is he that, that no, big so on, central figure? On that, note, yeah. I, on that note, I think that's one of our most polarizing subreddit threats uh, mm. in recent times. Yes, la. yes, yes. Um, and, and I have yet to respond. I know, I know some people <laughs> have been chastising me. Yes. Uh, but I will respond no, what are, because what it's been a very now? interesting... Yeah. You have the flaw. You have the flaw. You can, you can talk about that. No, but I mean, 
but that will be that will digress into something else because I want to give it due atten- uh, attention. I don't want to just skip past it. And and we're talking about the arts today, man. You haven't prepared a press release. We're not yet, talking right? about. You haven't prepared a press release. Yeah, I haven't prepared. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't prepared a press release yet. Yeah, I need. I need time to prepare the press release. Okay. Okay. I cannot say anything that will be taken out of context. Okay. Okay. Apology letter yeah. coming, but uh. Hey, 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 I'm not gonna apologize. uh. I'm not gonna apologize. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna uh, respond with my case. Okay, okay, sure. Right. By the way, um, so in light, (laughs) in light of this announcement, which, you know, I mean, for Uh. for Lawrence Wong, high performance minister, to announce it proudly in front of parliament and everything, in light of this announcement, Mm. uh, there were obviously news articles written on it, and there were. Some not so savory responses to to this piece of news uh, as seen in uh, certain comments that were screenshot by an individual on Facebook. Um, to mm. to just I I want to be pull it up uh, and say what they said verbatim like, I don't want to I don't want to misquote anyone, but basically Mister Darren mm. so uh, I mean he posted the screenshots of comments, and some of these comments were like. How many parents will want their children to study art for degree, especially in a low-ratio family? Is a demand. Why can't create more uni for medicine and lawyers? <laughs> That's one comment. Mm. Another one by Chanel Tan. Last time, young punks vandalized MRT trains with graphic, graphic art and got charged. Now they want people to take up paintbrush? For what? And then... Um, but just to... Just to correct uh, that, I mean, not to say correct, but just to point out that I know you ignored the grammar error in that last message, mm. but to be to be to be specific, she mentioned graffiti arts. Yeah, graffiti art. Um, <laughs> I don't know whether there's a new art form. I think it's, um, she meant to spell graffiti, but she ended up spelling graffiti. graphic. <laughs> she mixed up graphic and graphic city arts. Yeah, yeah, this, I mean, maybe, but this is, this is a pretty cool term, uh, graffiti. Graffiti. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah, what do you call arts in a suburb in a in a in an urban yeah. area? Graffiti, graffiti. Man. Or a city that's yeah. just nothing but graffiti. It's a graffiti. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like if Singapore sets up a center for digital artists. Yeah. Uh you know you have one north, you have this and graffiti. for the graphic artists oh, yeah. there's graffiti. Novina got velocity, yeah. then here got graffiti. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, where where do you work? Oh, I'm located at two Graffiti. Oh, <laughs> oh shit, that's a nice building, man. I'm at four Graffiti. Yeah, all the designers there. God damn. But anyway, it, it, yeah, it, right. in the, yeah, relatedly, another comment was, yeah, you know, the most useless degree. And then, mm, and then people mm. like chi- uh, chiming in, couldn't agree more. Become a school art teacher. Mm. <laughs> I mean, so, and, and his, his screenshot itself yeah. has 7,000 shares. Yes, yes. Right. And, his, and he, in the caption of his screenshots, he says, I hope these people never, Mr. Darren Sola, so specifically the OP, the original poster. I hope these people never get to watch a single episode of anything, listen to any music, or figure out the instruction manuals to anything ever again. So, mm. uh, a lot of anger there. And yeah, 7,000 shares for for this 7, screenshot. 7,000 shares. Yeah. But what's yeah. your thoughts? So, on? I know that was. Or thoughts on what? This screenshot or overall? Overall, or? when you first heard about the opening of an arts university, la, I mean. I mean, first of all, I found it so interesting that um, this announcement was made on 3rd March um, amidst the whole uproar against the substation closing down. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying I'm putting on my tinfoil hat to say that it was strategically announced at that time to kind of show that, um, oh, the government does care about the arts. I'm not saying that. Mm. 
I just found it interesting, mm. right? Um, but I guess it was. I actually think it's a it's a pretty awesome move that is done lah to have this university mm. and kind of to kind of add a bit more legitimacy to to the degree. Mm. Um, because if you think about it, if you think about it, it was during our time in when we were at university age that SMU was first set up in Singapore. Correct. Correct. Yep. Yep. Right. Um. And SMU, I think when it came came up, it took over the the law, the NUS law campus mm. near Bukit Timah there or something. Yeah. And I think when it came, I don't know what the public perception was because social media wasn't around that time. But I can imagine people like, oh, you know, it's just like you already have NUS, NTU, you have business schools there. Why do you need a business school that de- like a dedicated business school? Mm. But it started somewhere, and over the years, it's become. On the same par as NUS and TU in terms of the public perception, mm. um, and so in this case, I think it's a it's a great step. Um, I I think right now it's undecided whether it's going to have a a physical campus or it's just going to be something that will carry on at the Nafa and LaSalle campuses. Mm. It's just that they are conferred with a degree. But yeah, I think I think it's a very good step in the right direction, lah. I think you you raise an interesting point also, lah. That um, when SMU came out, um, there was a lot of uncertainty of yeah why overlap with what NUS is doing do we really need yeah. so many universities but I think over the years um, SMU really has carved out uh, an identity for itself right not only because yeah. of the school programs or the fact that it started off very closely aligned to like our our own school the Wharton School of Business right um, yeah besides yeah. that the, the fact that its campus was in the city also uh, gave mm. it a very unique identity, like, right? Like, imagine going to school in the city. Like, like you yeah. know, last time you tell your parents, oh, I go to Orchard. They're like, oh, you're going there to waste time and do shit. Now it's like, oh, I go to Orchard. Oh, you're going to school. Okay, okay. You know, that kind of thing. So it's very, very different mm. feel from, like, last, whereas NUS and NTU are like, you know, in, 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 in the far reaches of, of Singapore. Uh, yeah. So it's a very, uh, I think I would say NUS and NTU is the more traditional, like, campus kind of feel whereas um, SMU even to a certain degree I think emulates like the city university idea that the NYU uh, like the NYU, NYU where the university LSC yeah, the, the yeah. university is embedded within the, the the DNA of the city itself la. Like, like when you walk mm. like the public will be walking through your school to get to work and stuff like that la. so so I think it's a very yeah. um, it, over the years it's, it's really built an identity for itself and 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 yeah, it has produced its own fair share of uh you know successful uh businessmen and and professional lawyers and stuff like that also lah. So so it's yeah. a but then it's, a, it's been a good success lah yeah. But but then what about this screenshot uh and the response made you want to talk about it on this podcast? No, right? I think, I think, like like what you're you're saying that it came out at the same time, around the same time that we the other issue came out about the closure of the the substation uh. And and uh, honestly, the we didn't know this the last time, But when the substation announced this closure, they actually also had a press release that came along with it. And in the press release, mm. they included quotes from the two creative artistic directors of the substation, la. And uh, the mm. quotes were both really, really bleak. Huh? They were yeah. they were really bleak about the future of arts in Singapore. Um, maybe maybe you want uh, you, uh, you have it in front of you. I I closed it. Um, yeah, of course, dude. Okay. Uh, you 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 forgot is it? I'm a fucking tabber, dude. Yeah, tab I have master, it in front of me. Tab master, please. So, yeah, tab master extraordinaire. Yes, I, I will leave it to you. But but they were really bleak, 
um, about the future arts in Singapore. And because it's a, we're talk, because we're talking about space, so I I think it's it's a relevant thing. Do you mind reading what those two quotes are? So, so the first quote is from the joint artistic director Raka Maitra, um, and she's uh, oh, is it she? He, Raka says Raka says. Um, and I quote, the closure of the substation is to some extent inevitable. This is the moment to ask ourselves, honestly, who are we as a society? Who are we as people? There was a time when poetry was luxury. And now the one place that spoke for all arts and artists has to close because it ha- has become a luxury. We as people know the price of everything and the value of nothing. The second quote was from uh, the other joint artistic director, Woon Tianwei. While I thought that I should be prepared for this moment, there are still many feelings to process. I am deeply sorry to be announcing this outcome. I know this is a tough decision for the board to make. For many in the community, it is an outcome that is both difficult and disappointing to accept. I am saddened by the permanent closure of the substation. The substation provided a place for meaningful connections. On my art journey, this is valuable not just for me, but also to many others who have come forward and commented generously over the weeks regarding substation's future. It is sad to know that arts practitioners and audience in the future will not be able to make their own meaningful connections in a place like the substation. Um, I mean, it goes on, but generally, it was along those the that tone, mm, right? But why do why do you bring this up? No, I mean, so you contrast that with the announcement of a brand new university for the arts in Singapore, and 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 like mm. you know, um, the the I mean, the also the the closure of the substation at the same time and things like that. So is mm. is there really? Um, space for is there really a, a point to have a university of the arts in Singapore when even your own people um, the first thing you know rather, rather than being excited about it or like imagining the possibilities for their children the first thing they do is just just you know just basically call it the most useless degree it's only for art teachers and, and things like that lah. so is there even a point to having this 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 uh, degree like you know, for you and me, so, you and I, we never, we never mm. study art, right? Our degrees were not in art, mm. um, but we ended mm. up doing something. You know, we ended up in media and and, I mean, somewhat in the in the space of arts or so that, right? So, Mm-mm. is there a point to having that degree? Like anyone could, you you might as well just have like like us gone to business school and then after that, continue pursuing your art, lah, right? Mm. So I so what you're saying is that if, uh, I mean. Granted that it is Facebook comments, which we know is not reflective of the overall sentiment. Uh, but if you're saying people feel that the arts degree is pointless, even people in the arts, like who've been who've been embedded in the art scene for years, like the joint artistic directors of Substation, which is the bastion or apparent bastion of arts and up-and-coming artists, mm. even they feel that it's a bleak future. What's the point of a university? Yeah, correct. I mean, I think, like, okay, so... We also wanted to address uh, uh, the substation uh, issue a bit because since our last podcast, um, the substation has issued a reply to NAC's press release, lah, right? Saying that some of the numbers they quoted uh, was not the most accurate and kind of explain why they are closing. Lah. And this is also uh, before their town hall this afternoon at 4 p.m. Um, mm. So the, it, the when I when I read their statement, I was like, okay, that's interesting, but I actually found those two quotes quite disappointing. Uh, Especially that one line, the closure of the substation is to some extent inevitable. Because Mm -hmm. I feel that that to me, if that was the mindset, right, that it was inevitable, then I feel, 
Wow, fuck. Like how, it's, it's hard for me to, to even, how you say, uh, to, to support that side of mindset, that sort, that sort of mindset. Uh, because, mm. you know, like, okay, we, we got a chance to study abroad. Uh, I'm super thankful for it. Uh, we both work in the corporate world. And I think that gave uh, me, because, I mean, I, I didn't come from a, a wealthy upbringing or something, but working in the corporate world gave me some sort of buffer to to take a leap into the world of media um and it hasn't been an easy journey it's not going to be an easy journey but it's because that i genuinely do believe that there's a fuck ton of talent in singapore and it's only a matter of time before we make our own parasite or we make something that like fucking blows the world away Mm. um but i think like it's very important for me to have people who also believe the same way uh, and are trying to fight against the odds Mm. So when I see that coming from the joint artistic director of this one entity that's been fighting for thirty years, and and I uh, and and just from hearing the stories, I've I've grown to respect. To say that, I feel like oh shit. Uh, then it just feels very how you say, uh, kind of like then it makes then then it feels like okay if it's inevitable, then it lends itself to that belief that okay what is the point of the arts degree like. Mm-hmm. Um, which is sad because the rest of the press release from the substation, I actually thought, okay, like I'm starting to see more of their case of why the maintaining the culture of the substation was so important because this space for up and coming artists who are just experimental is fucking important. And I felt like, hey, shit, actually, that that's true, lah. But when I read that, I was like, oh shit, is that the underlying sentiment? Uh, because I do feel the setup of a new university is a step in the right direction. Mm. Um, and I can imagine when SMU was set up, we brought an example, I can imagine when SMU, SMU was set up, there would have been people saying, hey, business degree for what? What can you do with a business degree? Mm. You need business degree to start business, man. Mm. But thankfully, they've carved out their own niche. They have pro- pro- um, produced their own fair share of very accomplished graduates. Mm. And yeah, now it's seen like, it's not seen like, oh, you cannot go anywhere, so you go NTU, you go to SMU. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for me, uh, yeah, I also, I also, thought that way like maybe like um even if it seems like a very uh you know commercial or or, or cynical way of supporting the arts i still feel <clears throat> it's a it's a step in the right direction in the sense that um singapore at the end of the day people still here are still very practical very uh they you know they they, they calculate the value of that or they calculate the price of things a lot right so Mm. If if a young person who wants to pursue the arts but you know doesn't have uh, the full backing or support of his family or they tell they tell him similar things like, like what the Facebook commenters are saying like why well, for you study this thing uses mm. at the very least he can say that oh you know at least there is a route for me like, I can go to university I can get a degree in this thing that I want um, and what happens from there is up to me but at least until then until I've sorted it out and and come closer to the to an age where I can say, okay, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, there is something for, there's a path for him lah. As opposed to before, mm. I think probably it's a bit more nebulous, right? Like, you know, oh, you're only going to, how far can you get with her if you want to pursue dance or something like that, right? Like fine arts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. End up, you, yeah. You, you have to go overseas if you really want to make it, if you really want to get a network and things like that. And um, so, yeah, so to me, it, it's good for future generations are like, that um they can look at the arts as a as a potential option for them because I think that that's why I believe is good also like having options for our, our students. Um, and second thing mm. also to me is like actually university. To me, the degree is 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 important, but it's not 
as important as the other things that you go through and learn in university. Lah. Um, I, I mean, maybe that's for me based on what degree I studied, which was business. So you know, generally, the theory side of things was not super comprehensive. But, you know, the, the kind of networks you learn, you learn how to work with people, you learn how to, um, you know, uh, manage teams, you learn how to work in, within teams and learn how to, to do a lot of things that actually a, a traditional classroom environment in, in primary school or secondary school doesn't really prepare you for, right? Uh, and be very independent with your time, with your 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 research, with things like that, lor. So, it, I think university the 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 rigor of a, a tertiary education also does bode well for for people who want to pursue the arts, In the sense that maybe it creates a certain structure for for your training, especially when you're in your prime and you're doing some maybe some physically demanding fine art like like dancing or something like that, lah. Right? Um, and even painting yeah. also as you are. As you are, as your mind is developing, a certain, as you are developing an eye for for certain things, so all these are uh, intangible things that you learn in university that I feel, um, is good to have lah. And just having the network around you of like minded friends and, and and a community that doesn't scoff at what you do as like useless or, or pointless and or you're just gonna end up being art teacher that kind of thing. Um, I I think that's important, uh, because uh, I'm I'm very glad to see that the, you know the people who are helming this, or this um the advisory board or, or the 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 panel that has been put together to come up with a good curriculum for this school, is headed by uh you know people in who are big uh, heavyweights in the public sector, also like Chan Heng Chi, former ambassador mm. to the US and and diplomat. Uh, and then I mean I think the SMU uh the president or the dean of SMU right now as well. Is also on the on that board, mm. so it, it's being taken very seriously as as like uh, another option for for students. So I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, like um, I think, uh, I think yeah. If if it's if it comes out and the curriculum is shitty and it really is a useless degree, <laughs> I mean, when I say useless, I mean like if it teaches you, if it if it doesn't teach you the practical skills that I think are required in a world outside of school then yeah then we can shit on it when it happens but right now I think it's a great step and like I know now there's more and more talk like okay you don't need a degree to be successful you don't need this to be successful you don't need that but I think just having some sort of uh, how you say uh, ecosystem can be very helpful Mm -hmm. Um, especially if people are kind of on the fence about whether or not to pursue arts and right now I mean finally you can say, oh, I'm getting a, a an arts degree. Like, I know you could do it with LaSalle and NAFA. But let's be honest, like, okay? I think there is a general perception that if you get a um, degree from um, a school that maybe it's like an overseas campus that people haven't heard of before, it is not seen in the same light, mm, unfortunately. Mm, mm. Right? Uh, I'm not saying that it's, it's less competence or, or less... Uh, academic uh, rigor mm. but unfortunately that's the perception la. the name of where the school you come from still carries weight mm. and I think for in this sort of case where you know like even during university going for internships getting jobs just having an institution behind you just gives you more legitimacy mm. so yeah I think I think it's a very good step in the in the in the direction. Then the thing is then it becomes the curriculum like the curriculum is shit then there's a whole other problem yeah. but it's five years in the making or four years in the making. Mm. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, I was actually quite pleased when I when I read up about yeah. it. And but then, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. I just wanted to add one more thing was that uh, it, also there's ex- extra significance in the education minister himself announcing this this big this big university like because um, it's not that big name universities have not tried to come to Singapore and establish campuses here in in something dealing with fine arts uh, like for example, I think uh, years ago. Uh, the NYU Film School was actually had a mm. campus in Singapore and they were offering master's degrees in, in uh, filmmaking, I think film producing and, and, and various other aspects of filmmaking. Uh. Um, but mm. what, I, I mean, eventually it shut down. It was it found, it found that it wasn't really sustainable and shut down and things like that. Uh, and that wasn't the only one. I think another one that tried to come to Singapore was uh, also Chapman, Chapman University. Uh, of whom mm. of whom we have friends who are who are alum of that program uh, and then, but it was also a, a polytechnic that tied tied up with with Chapman University to to offer a degree program here in Singapore as well. Um, mm. And from what I understand, a lot of the issues were that uh, MOE MOE didn't see itself as like the 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 main backer of these universities they saw them as private programs within the polytechnics that the polytechnics themselves could could sh- should manage themselves la. so mm. when certain when certain questions about oh who which ministry has has um is is more in charge of this film school for example uh besides MOE mm. right because MOE is about teaching institutions there's also IMDA right because IMDA deals with film mm. and all that so there's, from what I hear, there was a lot of like you know, back and forth between IMDA and or MOE about who is really in charge of you know governing or regulating these institutions as well, and and mm. it, it became like the kind of unloved child of 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 these two institutions, and uh, mm. I think which also contributed to them eventually like just shutting down and and shutting down programs and all that. So, so in this case, how was it different? Because the ministry, education minister himself has come out and announced it and said that it will be fully backed, even as a private university, it will be fully backed by MOE. La. Meaning it is... Yeah, I think it's the first, yeah. it's the first public, pri- publicly funded private correct, university. Correct, correct. So it's a big deal in yeah. the sense that uh, if anything happens to this school, the MOE itself, Lao Kuiya, and you know how, you know you how got, they don't like to Lao Kuiya. Uh, can you explain Lao Kui oh, for hey, people sorry, who sorry. might not understand? Hey, sorry, sorry. I thought, I thought you're Singaporean, you, ah, you understand. Chinese privilege. I thought you're Singaporean, you yeah. understand Lao Kui. Uh, <laughs> hey, don't, don't play patriotism, okay? Yeah. I'm a fucking patriotic Singaporean. But basically, it means uh, loose face, like, you lose face. Yeah. Oh, loose face. I yeah. see. Shame, shame. Yeah, 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 shame, shame. Okay, so so then, then like, do you... But what what's what's the skeptical side of you, say? Uh? Got any, any skepticism about this thing? Or not? No, I mean... Um, of course, you, the the next question you ask yourself. So after you get a degree, what happens, uh, right? Uh, mm. And and then what do you uh, you go to the substation and and have have a show there? But get your dreams but, shat but on. There's no more substation uh, and beaten out of you. Uh. Yeah. 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 So but no, but but and and the other thing to remember also is that just because you get a, a degree in the arts doesn't necessarily mean that every single person there will become an artist either, lah, right? But at least yeah. they might become uh, uh, civil servants. They might become art administrators. They might become, uh, you know, work in other aspects of art that are uh, that, uh, you know, that 
that uh, don't necessarily directly require their, their arts degree. La. But at the very least, they have a better understanding and of, of of the art scene, of the industries that they're going to be in and, and also of the people that work in these industries, la, right? And I, I would mm. say that that's already, that will be already be 10 times better than what the situation is now, la, where a lot of times there's a very big disconnect between uh, what the arts the arts industries need and and what the civil service thinks the arts industry needs, la, right? Oh, so you got no skepticism at all, huh? No, no. I just I just stated it up front one. Like what do you do with an arts degree after you graduate in Singapore? Oh no, no, I meant I meant the, the effort itself, not not the, the the philosophical thought or like the about an arts degree. The, okay, so so yeah. my, my the example uh-huh. like for, for me it's like um it's like you know in the previous podcast I brought an example of the Pixel Studios by IMDA, which was very well intentioned, but um not the most practical. So I hope I really hope this doesn't become one of those things that tries to really structuralize, if that's even a word, um, the the artistic development, mm. um, and just like you know, try and like really make it a man manufacture artistic talent. Mm. I I I that's one thing that I mean I really hope it doesn't become. But you know, okay, take for example the thing we spoke about in the previous podcast also about going there's taking Zook from Jackim to Clarky. Mm. You know, on paper, it sounds like, okay, you know, this has been an institution, we want to upgrade it, we want to give it something that, uh, put it in a place that is more accessible, you know, more human traffic, and it sounds great. Mm-hmm. And then when they did, it was like, oh, shit, it sucked. Mm. So, so I don't know, like, there's the, 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 the little skeptic in me feels like, oh, shit, is this another thing that is very well-intentioned? Mm. It's very well-intentioned, but is it going to be executed uh, well? And that's where... I really hope the leadership, like what you said, the leadership right now seems like okay. It's a it's a good starting point, and I hope that it it does it it it, it really facilitates and uh, how you say uh, fertilizes artistic development as opposed to just making it structural without soul. Mm. And and I would assume that maybe you know you read the substations press releases and all they're saying you know there's a very substation stands for something, and the moment it becomes like a new renovated space and they're co tenants with other tenants it loses that soul mm-hmm. I think and I think that is the hardest thing to maintain la. and I hope that this doesn't lose the soul mm-hmm. I mean uh, and I, 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 yeah. I, there's not much I can say to that except that yala, there's no perfect institution or perfect university program uh, yeah. you know every one of them will have shortcomings and flaws uh, the only thing yeah. is if 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 I go back 20 years ago and, and you know, if my 18-year-old self and if there was a, even just the option of uh, going to arts university in Singapore. You would have thought about it? Yeah, we have just like, yeah, you know, why not? Why not just think about it and look at it? La. But back then, oh, we really? didn't have those options. Or I mean, okay, I mean, obviously I'm speaking from my very privileged self of, of being able to look overseas as well. La, but... But if I if yeah. I couldn't look overseas, you know, I I, I did I did uh, have a place in in, in US uh, that if, mm. if I couldn't go overseas, but you know the the yeah like, it was basically really only NUS or NTU or SMU lah at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I would have considered because by then I had not discovered the artistic side of me. Yeah, yeah. I was destined at yeah. that point to become an engineer, <laughs> which yeah, is what I ended was, up studying. Oh no, but we're not saying that what? you're not saying that you can't be 
you can't be something else after studying an arts degree, right? You know, like some of the, a yeah. lot of people on Wall Street, they study like uh, literature and other unrelated degrees as well. Um, but but yeah. they came out close to the top of their class and everything and uh, they were very, very uh, easily recruited by by a lot of, uh, you know, banks and other startups and things like that as well. Uh. Yeah, yeah. We, which is, uh, I mean, at the, at the same time, I read this one article on CNA, like a commentary like, saying about, uh, okay, liberal arts education in Singapore and the usefulness of useless, lot, useless knowledge. Mm. Uh, it was written by... Terry Nardin, who's a professor of political science and director of Common Curriculum at Yale and U.S. College in Singapore. But to be honest, I mean, he was talking about why the liberal arts education is useful. But to be honest, I felt it was a bit too romantic and idealistic. And I would consider myself an idealist. Mm. Because I just felt like it was... He, he was speaking about how, okay, you know, the liberal arts education in, uh, encourages breadth of knowledge and blah, 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 and blah, blah, which is all well and good. But I just felt it was a bit too... It didn't acknowledge the fact that okay, with with a uh, with a degree like this, um, me the path is gonna be is gonna be different mm. uh, and I really hope that is part of the curriculum uh, because you can be the greatest artist in the world, but if you don't know how to capitalize on that, then you might make art that the world will miss out on um, And I guess the, the his last paragraph kind of encapsulates my whole sentiment about this article. He said, you know, the liberal arts education, um, yeah, Yale and US is, is still young, so it hasn't, it cannot point to alumni who have succeeded later in life, but there are many successful liberal arts graduates. And he gave, on, gave the example of Luke Wood, mm-hmm. who um, signed for Geffen Records. He graduated from Wesleyan University. He became the CEO of Beats Electronics. And then in 2014, Beats was acquired by Apple. And then he says, you know, see, he had, in, in, in air quotes useless useless knowledge and he became successful and I'm like dude uh, there are many other things that came into play for that mm. so I think that sort of stuff is what is not the best argument uh, uh, and not the best way to to quantify a liberal arts education I think it's just it's just a, a, a different track mm. that needs to be thought of more uh, and, and kind of like uh, how you say be aware that okay it is a different track which means the, the career prospects you know, will be different mm. but to just say that liberal arts breadth of education will be successful it's a, it's a bit of a uh, a long shot like. and to be to be very honest you know like both of us got a chance to study abroad you know there's always a comparison right you know oh Singapore will never become like a place in the US because their arts are embraced but do you remember the sentiments for people who studied maybe social sciences at our uni mm. compared to like engineering or something? There was a hierarchy also. Mm. There was a hierarchy of perception and people were like, you're studying uh, what, like gender studies for fuck? Like what are you going to do after that? No, I think, I think the, the one that was very needlessly mocked a lot was like the school of nursing. Because uh. um, actually our mm. university has a really, a really good school of nursing. That, that that produces like very yeah. uh, a lot of uh, a lot of good um, good medical professionals, uh. but um, I mean yeah. I literally know friends who would buy the school of nursing T shirt and to wear it just for just for the heck of it like, You know, yeah. Uh-huh. And then, I mean they were obviously business school students and stuff like that lah. You mean just for the heck of it for what? It's like I don't know. It's just it's just it's just just to just to like. Uh, just, just to sort of like um, mock it a little bit, like you know, like trivialize, trivialize it, almost, it like, almost like it's funny that a guy would be wearing a school nursing t-shirt, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, so so if if anyone listening knows of people who say, oh, you know, like we'll never be like the US. No, like one the one of my revelations studying abroad is like, okay, the US is is the, the people are very similar. Every kind of person you find in Singapore, you'll find there as well. You find the skeptics, you find the people who shit on liberal arts, you find blah, 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 blah. But um, yeah, so so it's not all airy uh, and airy, fairy. Everyone loves the liberal arts in Western countries. No. Uh, so that's why I think Singapore setting up this university is a, is really a good step in the right direction. There will always be shitters on uh, things, but I, yeah, I, just, I, I, I think we should give it a chance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I mean, given twenty twenty, and we're even questioning the usefulness of a degree already, like these days, because you can't even really go yeah. to campus and all that. Um, yeah. I think I think it's an in, in, interesting discussion that we're having, lah. But I, w- I would just like to go to Parliament one day and just like I get a blind, do a blind survey. Like, okay, which of you ministers believe in the arts, mm. and which of you don't? I'm just very curious because. Like it's that, that's the, that's the thing about Singapore, right? It's always ping ponging back and forth, uh, and I never know what the 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 coherent stance is on the arts. Does the government support it? Does the government just focus on uh, economic ROI? Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's always something I'm curious about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you may never get a, a coherent one answer only from from because mm. I think different people. That's true, Because like, then we will be communists. Yeah, like. I mean, different people have different views about the arts. Obviously, someone like. Like, like I think Bayam King, for example, would be much more interested in in you know a lot of aspects of the arts compared to to. And Tarman used to write poems. Yeah, right? he was a poet, man. Yeah, he, you know, and then he was a poet, Lee Kuan man. Yu literally he said, was a poet. Yeah, Lee Kuan Yew literally said poetry is a luxury that we can't afford, uh, you know. So and then Tarman is like, oh yeah, we can, yeah. booyah. Okay, so yeah, so uh, and then even Tarman. even Lawrence Wong in his own free time, he's a pretty pretty decent like guitar player and everything, right? So. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, he, you know, that in, a, in another true. universe, he might have been like Benjamin King or something that kind of, you know, like he could <laughs> oh have been performing. <laughs> he could have been performing at Timber or something with tattoos and shit, <laughs> yeah. uh. as opposed to being the oh, COVID, wow, yeah. the COVID oh. assassin. Yeah, Singapore's COVID assassin. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Lawrence Wong. Yeah, heartthrob, uh, heartthrob. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, cool man. Yeah, all right. But speaking of, uh, all right, you know what you got to do yeah, now, speaking man. Speaking of performing at timber and bars and everything, um, the act of drinking in Singapore is now a very, very different from last time, lah. Right? Where, where, mm, where, mm. where, you know, we haven't. I think we've we've rarely had like crazy nights night outs for at least a year already, lah. Yeah. Mm. Well, what what is the what does that have to do with the topic that we're, we're talking about, though? Yeah, so uh, this was an announcement on 5th March, which fucking blew my mind, lah, okay? Like, <laughs> in so many ways. It was an announcement that we might be able, we might soon be able to buy alcohol from vending machines mm. Mm. in Singapore. Yep, yep. So it was, um, it, it, it's produced by this fintech company, ASCAN, uh, A-S-C-A-N. <laughs> You know, saying it just makes me think, yo, guys, did you guys not get a branding person to kind of test what the name sounds like? Mm, mm, mm. Can you imagine? Ass-can. I'm going to get a beer from, yeah, from an ass can. Yeah. It's either a can of, it's either a can of asses or it's a scan of an ass. Yeah. <laughs> How else would you pronounce it? A-S-C-A-N. A scan? A-scan. 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 <laughs> but honestly, I tell you, people are going to pronounce it ass can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
What are you getting a scan for your ass? What's wrong? I'm no no no. I'm getting beer from S can. Yeah. Oh, you mean like what? A can of S? Uh, you're getting an S S S beer? S can S can. I think maybe S can. Then spell it A S K E N laugh. Fuck. But maybe the S can. Maybe la, the eh? person's surname or something is just S can. Like like that. <laughs> okay okay. S can. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, we we digress. Yeah. Um, it is it is a vending machine. Uh, that yeah lah, can can will be able to disperse uh alcohol lah. But the funniest thing is like the the, the way it verifies your age, the way <laughs> it verifies your age is by using your sing pass. Mm. <laughs> and I just find it so hilarious. And at the same time, like, uh, is this just a is that a good thing? Because. Because now apparently your sync pass also has your O level result, yeah, right? Yeah, it, it has it all saved in. Uh, yeah, it has it all saved in. Then, like, what was your thought when you saw this? Uh? Um, it's basically outsourcing what used to be a bartender's or a bouncer's job to to sync pass app, lah. Sync pass. <laughs> uh, and it also helps sync pass sort of like it's like a drinking trace together. It, it lets you know who 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 is drinking and things like that, lah. Let's say you scan in and then yeah, and, and then they verified, but they also know how much you how much you ordered, lah, right? How much drink you're drinking. Then it, the next <laughs> exactly. thing, the next thing, if they see you on the road, so your trace trace together seems to be moving on the road. That means you're driving or something. Ah, then police go there and catch you. <laughs> yeah, and they know like where the vending machine is. So they'll know where you bought your alcohol, how much alcohol you bought, and yeah, we trace together. If you happen to go to I don't know bread talk after that to get like four for like four loaves of bread and all that, they'll be like, oh, hmm, drink beer, go bread talk. Mm. Hmm, did he have dinner? Yeah. Blah blah. There's so many things. Let's just say. And if you imagine, if you yeah, let's just say that sing yeah. pass plus trace together is a very deadly cocktail for your for the <laughs> for your <laughs> evening. <laughs> uh. Highly highly likely you <laughs> so, end up in prison. <laughs> And and you don't like I mean like there was uh I mean the government can use your trace together data for crimes right uh albeit there will be a committee to make sure that it's not misused and abused but then is your is your alcohol consumption history going to be part of that also possibly yeah possibly yeah like I mean who you like yeah uh, I don't know Zell this one I just I, and I'm surprised that there hasn't been that much uh how you say uh, for raw around it. No, because I think unless I'm missing some sort of detail. Because, no, this I think the point is that they are for vending machines. They're not like for point of sale counters like supermarkets. So at those places, I think it's still a human who has to check your your ID la. But yeah. these are just vending machines uh, to automate the process. Also, it's not it's not that all alcohol consumption is going to be tracked like this la. I mean, in future, the the CEO of Ascan. Uh, Wong Sung Tech said the feature could be rolled out to supermarkets and convenience stores that sell age regist- restricted products such as cigarettes and alcohol. Mm. Correct, correct. Yeah, so that's where like, hmm, hmm. Mm. So an and and a scan is among three hundred and forty government agencies and private organizations that are partnering with SingPass to access its digital services. Mm, 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 mm. That means there might be more of these kind of things, man. What else is age restricted in Singapore? Mm, I mean, uh. Yeah, uh, alcohol, uh, uh, cigarettes, 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 age restricted. Yes, is I think it is from this year onwards or something like that. 
Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, I think I think there's there's enough services that I uh, I mean watching R twenty one movies or, or watching R twenty one stuff on Netflix. Then like you get all the I think senior citizens who maybe are on the cusp of the Merdeka or Pioneer packages also. That one also slowly that will creep yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Um what other age? I mean it just feels like, oh, hmm. This is I don't know, uh, like this 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 just feels like it's not scary. Uh I think it's funny, but at the same time part of me is like, oh shit, like uh okay, you have this. Then there was some talk about how Sing Pass could be an international passport mm. uh, because it will also track whether you're vaccinated or not. Mm, mm. Correct, correct. Right. Yeah. Woo! I mean, mm. Um, mm. yeah, it's just, I think like um, there's just been, there was another data hack yesterday of uh, Singapore mm. Airlines Chris Flyer, Chris Flyer members or something like that. So, mm. yeah, all this is all, the, my only, con- yeah, like my concern about housing everything under one app also is partially partially for security reasons also lah you know not not, yeah. not that uh, of course half the stuff is like unimportant stuff like how many beers you had tonight from the vending machine and things like that but but it, my point is that it could provide a gateway for you know for, for a hacker to get in or something but, but technically okay okay but but let me just stop myself there. But technically, anything could also slippery be hacked. Slope, uh. Slippery yeah, slope, yeah. Ah, slippery anything, slope. Anything can also be hacked, lah. So this is one of those slope. arguments. Yeah. This is one of those arguments that is like doesn't really hold water, lah. Anything could be hacked, lah. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but I I do. But generally, as a as a person, I do. Uh, I I I I'm quite slow on the uptake of all these like um, digital services things, like you know. Mm. digital banking and stuff mm. like that because uh, I, I still feel like um, it's one of two things uh, one is privacy the other one is 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 they want to use it as a way to extract more money from you uh, like like making you pay for mm. previous for past records where actually digitally it doesn't cost them anything you know but but because they control it and they know that you don't have a, a physical copy of it yourself then when you ask for it they will, uh, they will charge you more money for it lah uh. Yeah, I mean, it just feels. Can you imagine if they roll it out to markets and all? Yeah. And I mean, I know some people of uh, certain religions who maybe prohibit alcohol consumption. I'm not saying which religion. Mm. I'm not saying which religion. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think they also be like, oh fuck. Yeah. That means now how? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there are there are. I guess there are privacy concerns <laughs> that that sense lah, right? Yeah. Like because your your and religion, your race, everything is also recorded with your sing pass. Do you think about it, you want to book medical appointment also you use your sync pass to log in right, right? right. then be like hey hello you got doctor's appointment and uh, tomorrow you're drinking, drinking beer, beer now yeah. sorry denied denied exactly. <laughs> it'll reach a point in time where they won't the vending machine will tell you yo you know what you have an appointment at 8am yeah. tomorrow fuck you you get your beer tomorrow yeah. you come back tomorrow or, or you, then what are you going to do or you just had some traffic traffic uh, traffic issue right that you got de- you got a bunch of demerit points deducted how come you're buying beer now are you gonna be driving after this? Yeah, that's yeah. Like <laughs> be, it's like your exactly. it's like your mother walking around talking to you at that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sing pass is gonna be your mother. Yeah, exactly. Sing pass is the new name for your digital mother. Yeah, digital mother. Did you just call it digital mom? <laughs> digital mom. Yeah. Oh my god. Or maybe that's what we oh, need. Okay, uh. digital mom or digital dad. Yeah. Digital dad also can. Okay. But maybe that's what we need yeah. in, in crazy times like this when you know. I mean, like you saw the car crash in Tanjung Baga, 
uh, you know, even going jogging, you know, don't wear your headphones and, and don't turn on noise cancelling when you're jogging and all that. All these strange, strange things that are happening this year. Maybe, maybe it's good yeah. to have a digital nanny around to keep you safe. Lah. Sing pass. <laughs> Call it sing pa lah, you know. Sing pa. Sing pa, sing ma. Sing pa, sing ma. Sing ma. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah, because they just redesigned the logo. Yeah. Slowly, they will take off one S. Yeah. So it'll be sing pass. Yeah. And you know, everybody has a sing pa and a sing ma. Yeah. You just choose. And then they'll add a female or male voice. Mm. So when you want to buy beer, you're like, no, you have up you just had two beers yesterday. Mm. Stop it. Now go to your room. Mm. Then you take away you you keep your phone in your pocket and you walk yeah. off and go back to your house and sit in your room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sing pa and the sing ma. <laughs> I tell you, it's coming. Yeah. It is coming. I mean, I mean, but but again, we're not we're not saying that all these things are terrible for you also because uh, at the end of the day, there are certain things that like you know the Apple Watch. Uh, has actually saved lives by detecting like severe falls in people and then I think mm. uh, recently my wife actually uh, inadvertently tested out and, and verified that the Apple Watch really works that way uh, as in she had a mm. she slipped and fell and then straight away on her watch was like oh you know if I, I it seems that you have taken a fall you know would you like me to call for ambulance services, and then you can choose option. Oh no, I don't need to call. I I fell, but I'm actually okay. That kind of thing. So oh, yeah, really it just yeah. feels like this added layer of of security, lah. That that if there wasn't anyone else around or what, that that, that you you can get help, lah. Mm. So yeah, don't 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 say that all tech is bad, lah. You know, it could it could also be. Yeah, hey, I never say all tech is bad. Hey, like, hello, without tech, ah, you don't put words in my uh, mouth, okay? Without tech. Our dear listeners won't be able to even listen to us. I know, I know, exactly. I just tried. We won't have an awesome subreddit yeah, that that you still owe a owe a press release to, lah, right? Your press statement. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. my 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 press statement. My press statement. But yeah, let us yeah. know what you guys think of all this digitization of all these services. Ah. Mm-hmm. Now, on to the the third. The third segment of our podcast, our one show mm. thing. So, what is what is your one show thing? Um, I don't know whether you call it a one show thing, but it's a very interesting thing that's that's developing in the in the in the entertainment space right now. I mean, you know, we are thick in the middle of like all these Me Too announcements and people coming forward and all that. And uh, another another big case has been resurfaced in the news recently. It's the it's the case of Woody Allen and whether he he uh the whether there was any sexual abuse of his his uh daughter Dylan, which uh mm. the child that he had with uh Mia Farrow, another uh, another actress who was actually his lover and in his movies at one point of time. Uh but, mm. I mean you know, you, you can dig a lot more into the whole the whole the whole family situation, but I I'll just say that they are very unconventional pairing, and and family like in general, and and somehow even Frank Sinatra's name is involved in that in that whole in the whole shebang. So it's very messy. It's very messy. It's not it's not your conventional family. It's a very Hollywood crazy family situation. Or, but what's interesting is that um HBO, you know with with the with the blessings of the the pharaohs, like uh, basically Ronan Pharaoh, the son, and and Mia Pharaoh herself, and Dylan Pharaoh, the alleged victim, have uh, produced a documentary series about 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 uh, the experience, uh, And 
it basically it tells in very graphic detail about uh, about about the sexual abuse allegations of how Woody Allen you know molested her as a child and things like that lah. So it, it, I think I've I've not seen it myself. I've heard it's a very hard watch. Um, but one interesting thing that new development has been going on is that um, because they could not get to interview Woody Allen himself, right? Obviously, he didn't want to be interviewed for for the show. They actually took excerpts from his audiobook. Like literally, they took like uh, a couple of minutes from his audiobook of himself talking about the, the, the allegations and everything lah, and used it in the show. Mm. And now the publisher of the audiobook has come forward to sue HBO or is, is, has threatened to sue oh, HBO. Shit. And I think I think the creators of the series have come out and said that, oh, it's it's fair use doctrine. Lah, you know? And in the US, there's a the law about fair use is, is a bit more liberal than it is in, in other places where you if you can justify that um, you know, the the whatever you quoted was of important um is for public discourse and very important for the for what you're discussing. Uh there's a chance that you you can get away with the copyright infringement. Uh. The fact that you you use you lifted something from someone else's work of art. But uh fair use is a defense that you use in court. It means it's not something that you can just take out and just say, Oh, you're fair use, fair use, so you can't sue me. The person can still sue you and you still need to prove that it was fair use. Uh, but based on how much but but fair use also has its limits, like, like you can't like have minutes of of, uh, of someone else's work in your own work and then say, Oh, it's fair use, right? Because that's I mean minutes is crazy. I think the, the general guidelines about ten to thirty seconds, like, you know. If ten to thirty seconds is okay. Mm-hmm. But minutes is a problem. So they've extensively used a lot of uh, multiple minutes of his autobiography, uh, his his the recordings, the sound recordings of his autobiography. So how this will affect the 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 court case and, and even the future episodes of the show that are being screened is a very interesting uh, thing going on lah. So 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 there's is mm. is a uh, I see it very interesting on three fronts. Is the Me Too front the the on the the court case front about fair use and thirdly about the 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 front of that um I mean the the case itself la the Woody Allen's case and and uh against Dylan against the Pharaohs la so there's a lot of inter- there's an intersection of a lot of different interesting topics going on here hmm so so that uh, well uh, I w- I wouldn't say it's a one shot thing but but even just following the news about this is is pretty interesting la. yeah I see I see. But yeah, what is your uh, one shock thing? So, my one shock thing is um, is two two things related to Elon Musk, I guess. Uh. Um, I mean, there was the recent landing of the Starship, yes. right? The Starship cruiser, yeah. um, which is their vessel to to Mars. Um, because I mean, initially when I saw that, I was like, okay, that's that's pretty cool. But uh, I'm finishing up the his second podcast with Joe Rogan. Um, and I think I didn't I, I didn't start off liking that interview that much because it was like the first podcast Joe Rogan did with Elon Musk was nice because I think that was the first time they had they did a podcast together. So it was a lot about discovering who the fuck Elon Musk is in a way that other interviews didn't cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was nice to go along with Joe Rogan on that journey. Like. The second podcast I initially didn't like because it was very he wasn't okay. We weren't discovering the person Elon Musk. We were just talking about Tesla and SpaceX and all that. But in the second half of the podcast, 
where he was talking about his thoughts on the future of of uh, sustainable energy and and th- just talking about in a way like it's not say oh you know like fucking sustainable energy is the way fossil fuels and all is evil i thought it was a very practical approach to it which i found quite enlightening la. like his thought process was was interesting la. and he was just he just he, his approach on how he thinks about sustainable uh, energy and all mm. it's it's interesting la. and i think the one quote that i thought was quite interesting he said okay he believes that sustainable energy will be the way of the future but if if everyone what did he say fuck i forgot if everyone doesn't take it for granted it will be fine but if we if we take it for ah fuck he said something ah oh, shit i'm losing my my train of thought oh, but shit. i just oh, thought shit. it was a <laughs> Why, why, why? I see you tittering <laughs> on the edge of like forgetting everything that you were about to say. Like your mind is starting to blank <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, my mind is starting to blank out. But I just thought it was a, I would just say the second half of the the, the Joe Rogan podcast, like just to because, yeah, the first Joe Rogan podcast with Elon Musk was good. You find out how Elon Musk is as a person. Mm. The first half of his second podcast is like a bit too businessy, like a traditional interview podcast. But the second half is interesting about his thoughts about the future. Like. That, that's, I guess, my my dispersed one shock thing of the week. Like. Mm. But the, I mean, the landing of the the test landing of his his uh, rocket spaceship is pretty awesome, right? The, mm. one, one, and the spaceship one is you, fucking huge. Why don't you just man. let that be your one shock thing rather than like have to have eh, so eh, many? Eh. Hey, don't don't be a singpa to my one shot thing. It's, like, okay? it's called one, one shot thing, thing, not two shot an... things or one and a half shot. It's just one. Just choose one. <laughs> it's half and half. It's half and half. Like neither of them were super shock enough to be the dedicated one shot thing. So I would say um, it is a half and half. Oh, half it is a half and half shock thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. My shock, my two shock half things, which add up to be one shock thing. Uh, okay. Don't be a singpa. Just choose one and just choose one. No, I wanted to say that the 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 that you can find a video of the Mars the test landing. landing uh, yeah. It's it's just interesting to watch because the physics of a rocket landing. I you you have only seen it in sci-fi or whatever, but to actually see it in real life happening to something that mm. big and 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 like like literally turning in the air and then like landing on 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 its properly on its butt or feet or whatever you call it lah. Um, yeah, it yeah. just blew my mind, lah. And it's huge. Yeah, it's it's huge. It's bigger than any passenger plane in the yeah, world. Yeah, correct, correct. It's it's a it's a it's really something that you your eyes were never seen before. Like this, the physics of something so big, like falling from the sky and just landing like quite quite gently on the ground. Yeah. So yeah. it's like I guess it's the it's crazy. It's, it's what I imagine like if you see Godzilla for the first time, like that that kind mm. of like the shock and awe that you will feel, lah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's fifty meters tall, yeah, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah, fifty. Insane. Yeah, cool. Oh, so that's one half of my one shock thing this week. Just to be clear. Wait, so there's another half. No oh. la, like that whole oh, that, that that landing, okay, that landing. Okay. Shiva, I thought. Yeah, well, yeah. I thought that I thought that was like 0. 0.5, 0. 0.5 <laughs> or 0. 0.75, 0. 0.75, one point five. Did you tell me there's half? No, no, half, no, 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 one. no, 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 no. You're getting no, greedy, no, Shiva. No, no, don't worry. <laughs> Or generous, <laughs> la, depending yes, on how you say was Very generous. Generous, yeah, yeah generous. Okay, yeah. cool. Cool, man. So, enjoy right. the weekend, everyone. 